0: You know, the the scripture that the Lord gave me um, for this year is the greatest of these is love. We can do a lot of stuff, and even in the Lord's name, but if our motivation is not knowing that we're loved by Jesus and then giving his love in turn, it, it doesn't mean anything. It's a, it's a clanging cymbal and a loud gong, right? When our hearts are right, and I felt the presence of the Lord, I feel the presence of the Lord here, your hearts are gold, They're beautiful, and I just want to encourage you and say thank you um, that you love him and that you've let him love you. So thank you for being part of Kendall Whittier, for lifting us up, and for hanging in there and um, doing battle on behalf of our students with the Lord and with our kids. So thank you very much.
1: you know i don't see Rhonda very often but uh... i have over the years had many opportunities to talk to her and and you know what you heard today is she's very real this is a this is a real thing this is not something that's put on for this public group here this morning and uh... and and i appreciate the fact that she is the leader over there and that we have the opportunity to work with her she's uh uh... invited me a couple times to do the invocation at a couple of their assemblies and each time i i ask you know how can i pray she said you pray however you want and so i pray in jesus name you know in the public school imagine that huh? imagine that now these are the kind of battles that our next speaker phil martin who is the northeast ministry northeast oklahoma ministry director for child evangelism fellowship these are the kind of battles that he probably has to fight in some other schools because of the reality of uh, many public schools, they don't want this kind of program in their school. And it depends on the school. It depends on the school system, I'm sure. But uh, Phil is um, a fine brother that I've had an opportunity to get to know. Phil is a guy who every week sends me a text saying, I'm praying for you, I'm praying for your wife, I'm praying for TCF. And he quotes a scripture to me, and that's very encouraging because he's very real in his um, work with every uh, Good News Club, and we're one of them. And so we're grateful to have Phil with us today. Phil, would you come? Let's give Phil a welcome.
2: Let me say, uh, first of all, it is a blessing to be here at Tulsa Christian Fellowship, and I would say finally uh, pastored a little church up at uh, Archer and uh, Lewis in that area for 15 years and knew of Tulsa Christian Fellowship and appreciated you guys, and I've always thought it would be really awesome to come to one of their worship services. So here I am, and I'm excited. I appreciate you guys. I hope you appreciate the value of having an elder like James who really prays. I mean, I've been in church a long time. I've heard a lot of prayers, and I appreciate that you guys really pray. You're serious about what you're doing, and so I commend you. And Dr. Kessler, I I taught at, and was in administration, a little private Christian school for a long time, and have helped at John 316 Mission uh, with their summer kids program. And and, uh, when I walked into Kendall Whittier, one of the first things I thought is, man, this is a lot of kids. And they're going every direction, and your giftedness as an administrator and an aspiring leader is evident in the halls of Kendall Whittier. And so, when you know, and and there's a lot of public school officials who are getting grief, and they get it from all different directions. And if you think to pray for Rhonda Kessler, that's a good instinct, and I would encourage you to do that. Well, as Bill uh, mentioned, uh, I'm Phil Martin. I am uh, uh, the ministry coordinator for Child Evangelism Fellowship in Northeast Oklahoma. Child Evangelism has, is celebrating its 85th year uh, as a national and international organization. Uh, last year, largely due to COVID, uh, they reached... 15 million children worldwide with a face to face presentation of the gospel. And that's down substantially from what they have typically been doing before COVID, and so that's coming back. Uh, Some recent news on Child Evangelism Fellowship they have recently committed committed or completed a significant digital creative center so that they can use the internet and uh, those. means to be able to reach more children. And so Child Advancement Fellowship is looking ahead. It is a joy to be able to participate with you and with Darlene is just an inspiring leader and one of the things that I tell people about Tulsa Christian Fellowship is you guys have a heart for kids. And when we're in the middle of COVID and it's only 3 kids coming I I mean Darling, didn't even act like there, it was a possibility to quit. You know, I mean, we'll, we'll be here next week and wait for who comes, and God increase those numbers. And I think that kind of heart and intensity the Lord honors. Um, one of the things I would like to encourage you with is the concept of the 4-14 window, and that is the idea of focusing our efforts on people between the ages of 4 and 14, Uh, four-year-olds and five-year-olds are capable of a whole lot more than we give them credit for. And C.H. Spurgeon said that a child of five, properly instructed, is as capable of being converted as an adult. And that is my experience because I had parents who uh, shared the gospel with me as a child, and I was able to, to give my heart to the Lord at an early age. Most people who come to the Lord do it as a child or young person, and if not, they were at least impacted with the gospel as a child or young person. And uh, I think it was George Barna in 2003 who said, what you believe when you're 13 is pretty much what you're gonna die believing. Let that sink in. What you believe when you're 13 is pretty much, now you may not live consistent with that, but it's pretty much what you're gonna die believing. We have a window of opportunity with children and we don't know how how long the opportunity is going to be to be in in public schools I think it's going to be for a long time Uh, and Dr. Kessler I can would be glad to share with you some articles on the law and the legal history behind this to uh, buttress you if you have people coming up and asking questions because there's good a good case law there our problem is not getting into public schools that is not the issue. Our problem is finding believers who are willing to make the effort to go into the public schools and pray. Every time I see one of these memes on Facebook about God not being allowed in the school, I just want to scream because we have a wide open door. The pastors that come to me and say, I would love to have a Good News Club. You know, the superintendent goes to our church, or the principal goes to our church, we could do this, but I can't find anybody to go. And and admittedly, it's a difficult time of day, that kind of that two to five. But if you have an opportunity to get involved, I would encourage you to talk to Darlene. She said the team may be full for this year, but but brothers and sisters, if you really want to work in a good news club, there are other good news clubs that need you. And so uh, maybe you can help in some of the other good news clubs. And when you you have enough experience to make the team here at Kendall Whittier. <laughs> uh, you could come back and work there. I want to leave you um, with a couple thoughts from Scripture. I think we're all aware that our nation, as a whole, in Oklahoma, is somewhat of a of an exception for now. Is running away from God as fast as they can go, and we are seeing more and more. The description of Judges 21:25 every man did that which was right in his own eyes. In Ephesians Paul exhorts us in chapter 5 verses 15 and 16 to redeem the time or to make the most of the opportunities because the days are evil. And understand that was said 2,000, somewhere in the ballpark of 2,000 years ago. That's not a new revelation for us. That's that's a statement of how things are normally. And we have a limited time when these young people are most receptive to spiritual things and most receptive to the Lord to reach out to them. And we have got to take advantage of that opportunity. Let me close with a passage from Matthew chapter 18 and... And I'll read it, and then Darlene can come. <clears throat> this is Jesus speaking, and he says, See to it that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I tell you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. What do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine on the mountains and go and search of the one that went astray and if he finds it truly i say to you he rejoices over it more than over the ninety and nine that never went astray so it is not the will of my father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish oh god give us the heart of jesus
1: So it's been since the late 90s that Charlene Dunn heard about a program called Kids Hope, a tutoring program. It's a one-on-one tutoring program where we get a bunch of volunteers and they go into the school and they spend time with one child each week, uh, working on whatever. An at-risk child. Generally, they're at risk because uh, most of the ones that we worked with, and I did this for five years myself as a good or as a Kids Hope volunteer. Most of them were from Hispanic families, and they had they struggled with reading. And uh, they spoke pretty good English. Their vocabulary was very good, but they just didn't uh, get the reading part of it. They really struggled with that. And so she came to the elders, had learned about this, and we began to do this. I think at a peak we had a, at least a dozen people that were doing that. And, uh, but it was Charlene that took the initiative. She came, this was, this was not a top-down thing where the elders said, let's do this and let's find somebody to do it. This was a bottom-up thing. We had somebody said, let's do this, and the elders said, yeah, that sounds good, let's do it. And then what happened was uh, she heard about Good News Club or maybe had heard about it but decided this is something we ought to do too. So there was an overlap of, I don't know, maybe three years, something like that, where we actually did both. But what happened is we cannibalized our own program. We actually had uh, all the volunteers who were doing uh, Kids Hope were then now doing Good News Club, and it became a little bit overwhelming. We couldn't do both, so we ended up just doing Good News Club. But the point of this being is that Charlene is the initiator. She is the driver. You know, I mean this in the very best sense. Charlene is a bulldog with a bone. When she gets something that she thinks needs to be done, she's the one you want driving it because she is persistent and she is consistent and it makes a difference in how the program runs so charlene would you come and let's thank charlene she's going to share more specifically about our good news club
2: no i'm not charlene um, but I just want to say something about my wife, and you, you hit on it, Bill. This woman loves to teach children, and she will do whatever it takes to make that happen. And I thank God for that.
3: Okay. Um. So we've been doing Good News Club at Kendall Whittier since 2005. And um, we meet once a week. And um, our purpose is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with the kids and to disciple them in the word of God. And so um, we want them to first receive Jesus as their Savior from sin and then uh, to memorize God's word and to know how to pray and to have a daily quiet time. We want the kids, I I remember years back, brainstorming with Don Farrell about what are the goals for Good News Club and some other things we came up with for the kids to be courageous and to have compassion, to show honesty in everything, to give and seek forgiveness, to be obedient, and to persevere yeah so and so we used to meet in the gym and it was a challenge because of the all the announcements over the loudspeakers and having to share the gym with kids being dismissed and all that kind of stuff and um, having to use microphones and a lot of echoing and um, Anyway, we dealt with it, and then uh, COVID hit, and we met at TCF for that year and had, I think at the most, 10 kids. But it was awesome. We had um, no interruptions, and it was great. (laughs) And then last year, we were in uh, Laura Strope's classroom. She's a Christian teacher who came and chose to work at Kendall Whittier because they had Good News Club. And she loved it. And so she wanted us in her classroom, and there was an anointing on her classroom. And um, it was very wonderful. Um, Towards the end of the year, we're getting kind of crowded. But um, anyways, we usually have, like, five small groups, and each group has five to eight kids. And that's where the leaders really connect with the kids, get to know them. And um, so we start the beginning with snacks and working on our memory verses. And then we all gather together for opening prayer, a song. And then we uh, do the 15-minute Bible lesson. We realized we used to do it later, and we would lose them. So we put it more towards the beginning. And um, anyways, uh, Chuck Shepard and Jody McIndorfer and I kind of rotate teaching that, um, this last year, what well, we used child evangelism materials, six week curriculum. Um, and so we did four of those and the first one was God, the creator, king. And then we did the patriarchs like Abraham and Joseph and Moses. And then we did, uh, Jesus, God who came to earth, and then we ended with God's plan in action, the book of Acts and Pentecost at the end of the year. So um, that's really, I thought the lessons this past year were great. So, um, so after the lesson, then we split up into small groups. We do wonder time, which is really a time of sharing with each other uh, prayer requests and uh, learning to what a quiet time is and how to have your own and um and then after that we do a review game we do it in small groups we used to do the whole big group together but uh we found more kids participate if you're in small groups and diane shepherd plans all that so i thank her (laughs) and then um and then after that comes uh, we introduce a new memory verse or we review an old memory verse and then we have what the kids wait for the whole club is called mighty word challenge and this was created by patty eland back in the day and we still do it because it motivates them it's like a game show and the kids come up and say their verses in the microphone or in front of everybody and uh, win prizes. It really gets them going. So then uh, we end with another song and Margot has really, really uh, been an example in teaching the kids how to worship God. So um, that's been really good. So um, I want to tell you a little bit about the kids that I had in my group. I had about eight kids in my group and um, I had all girls this year Uh, and um, I had a little girl named Lillian who was very shy but she was really wanting to memorize the word and she did and she came to VBS and then she also told her teenage sister about it who came and helped Karen Shupak in the snacks at VBS so um, that was Lillian, and then um, Andy and Addie were two sisters. Uh, their mom came from a rough background, but she was a Christian a believer, and even had her kids you know doing ministry on Thursday nights in the mall and stuff. These two girls <laughs> anyway and they um, they asked for prayer for their dad who uh, their mom had remarried, but it was their biological dad, and he was struggling, and he was in and out of the hospital poverty, drugs, stuff, but they were asking for prayer, and really, uh, Addie, the older one, she just, she prayed her heart out. It just blessed me, she knew how to pray. So, um, Tori and Taylor are two kids that live down the street from the Wrights sisters, and they came and they really tried to memorize verses, even though they really struggled with reading, they just kept on. And um, they've come occasionally to Children's Church here and they came to VBS. And then um, I want to tell you about Fernanda, um, who was a, a girl who um, had a lot of questions and uh, counseled. We sent her in a room with James Manchester and he knows how to talk to kids one-on-one about Jesus. And she really you know, solidified and got saved. And then a few weeks later, we saw her uh, as the kids were being dismissed out the door um and the parents were coming to pick them up she was talking to a friend who is not a good news club about jesus you know because they told us we're supposed to tell our friends about jesus you know. <laughs> anyway it's just um it's similar to what Rhonda said and uh it's really good to see the kids change um there's another boy brandon He's an older elementary, um, and he has been basically really a leader for the younger boys. He has some bad days, but he has mostly good days. And um, anyway, he's a treasure. Um, Let's see. So um, I found this paper in my child evangelism training materials, and this really expresses why... We keep doing what we keep doing um, as ministers to kids. And so um, it says, in a world of cynicism, we offer hope. In a world of confusion, we offer truth. In a world of immorality, we offer values. In a world of neglect, we offer attention. In a world of abuse, we offer safety. In a world of ridicule, we offer affirmation. In a world of division, we offer reconciliation. In a world of bitterness, we offer forgiveness. In a world of sin, we offer salvation. In a world of hate, we offer God's love. And we'll pray when things look bad, and we'll pray when things look good. And we'll move forward when others stand still. And we will trust God when obstacles arise. We'll work when the task is overwhelming. We'll get up when we fall down. Our calling is to reach boys and girls for God. It's too serious to be taken lightly, too urgent to be postponed, too vital to be ignored, too relevant to be overlooked, too significant to be trivialized, too eternal, to be fleeting, too passionate to be quenched. We know our mission. We know our challenge. We know our limitations. We know our weaknesses. We know our fears and our problems. And we know our God. In Psalm 78, 5 to 7 says, God established the testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded to our fathers to teach their children that the next generation might know them, the children yet unborn, and arise and tell them to their children so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. That's Psalm 78, 5 to 7. So um. We could always use more prayer if you want to be a prayer partner. No details about what to pray for week by week. Um, We could use more substitutes to fill in. If you're interested in helping with Good News Club, please let me know. Thanks.
1: Thanks so much, Charlene. Boy, you just can hear the passion in her voice when she talks about working with kids, and it's uh, it's a very real thing, and we see it often with Charlene and pretty much anything she puts her hand to, uh, including VBS and Good News Club and before that, Kids Hope. So, what I want to do now <clears throat> is take a, the last few minutes together here to pray. I'd first like to pray for Rhonda and for Phil because uh, of their unique roles and uh, our appreciation for that. So. If some of you who are gathered around Phil, would you stand, Phil, and Rhonda, would you stand as well? Uh, let's have some people stand around and pray as I lead you in prayer uh, for each of these, This for this brother and for this sister. Heavenly Father, we're grateful for Rhonda and the situation that you've put her in. Father, we thank you that you've uniquely equipped her to do the work that you've given her to do. Thank you for the the culture that she's uh, enhanced and set there at Kendall Whittier School. We thank you Father for your Holy Spirit equipping when she faces difficult challenges which we know are daily. Uh, We thank you for uh, the spirit, the heart that she brings to the school. We pray for grace Lord as she deals with difficult situations. We pray for wisdom. We pray that your Holy Spirit would uh, help her in those situations where she has to face teachers that are not happy with some of the things that are happening, Lord, where she has to face parents that are challenging, kids that are challenging, Lord, that she would know you're equipping day by day, that your Holy Spirit would equip her fully to do the work that you've given her to do there, that she'd have a sense of your grace and your peace as she does the work that you've given her to do. May she find joy in it, Father, even in the midst of her challenges, may she find joy in doing the work that you've called her to do. We thank you that it is a calling and it's not just a job and we see that father in her. We thank you for our brother Phil we thank you for for the unique role that he fills as he works with various schools and churches to uh, facilitate Good News Clubs in those places we pray that this would be a year of new and open doors for Good News Club in different schools in this region of Northeast Oklahoma, Father God. We pray that you'd uh, direct Phil to the right churches, to the right people. Lord, we pray that you'd raise up volunteers and workers. Uh, we're grateful for the ones you've given us, Lord, and we pray that there are churches that have a heart to do this, where there would be children that, uh, that are touched because of this program. And we pray that you'd give Phil great wisdom as he undertakes this task himself, Father God. Uh, guide and direct all that he does Help him, Heavenly Father, to uh, continue to do your work. Give him favor in the right places, in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> now I'd like those who are involved in Good News Club, in any capacity, whether you go on the uh, weekly meeting or you're involved in a regular basis on prayer, uh, we want to pray for you now, if would you stand. And if you're near anybody standing, please uh, lay your hands on them and let's uh, pray for our Good News Club volunteers. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these faithful volunteers. We thank you for their gift of time. We thank you for their gift of energy. We thank you, Father God, for their gift of love from Christ towards these children. We pray, Heavenly Father, that uh, in this upcoming season you would uh, give them your strength, you would give them your grace, that your Holy Spirit would uh, flow through them, Father, that they would truly, in every encounter with every child, shine the love of Christ. It would be very real, it would be very apparent, and that they would have the joy and privilege of seeing the impact of what your Holy Spirit is doing through them. Father, so often we look at these things and we don't really know what the results are, but, Father, we look forward to that day in eternity when each one of these will meet a child who was touched because of something that was said or done at a good news club and will say this is why I'm here in eternity with you father that would be this, the most wonderful delight and privilege for anyone who's involved in ministering to children so we pray that for each of these we pray for strength we pray for grace we pray for wisdom when they encounter difficult situations we pray for energy father when they're tired and uh, when things aren't going as smoothly as sometimes they don't Lord But Lord, we commit this work to you. This is your work, and we are only your instruments, Father God. So we pray that each volunteer would have a strong sense of being a tool in your hands that you are wielding to advance your kingdom at Kendall Whittier Elementary School and uh, by result of that in this neighborhood, Father God. Help us, Lord, as a church to continue to impact this neighborhood. Help us, Heavenly Father, to continue to love this neighborhood and to do the work you've called us to do. We thank you for these things now, in Jesus' name, amen.